We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Home and home. Dude, now I've heard of guys, random guys, going into a hockey game as a goaltender before. I never knew, though, that there was an actual term for it called e-bug. So let's just start with what happened Saturday night. And since you're the hockey guy, I'll let you lay it out for the listeners, viewers, whatever. All right, so there's always an e-bug in every NHL building. There's a guy that is in the press box that is a goalie that serves both teams, both sides. So if a goalie gets hurt, then he'll go down and get dressed and be the emergency backup he won't sit on the bench. He'll sit in the locker room in half of his gear. In other words, he'll have his pants on, his pads, his skates. He just won't have his upper body equipment on. Um, but what happened on Saturday is James Reimer got hurt really early in the game for Carolina. He was their starting goalie. So he goes out, can't come back in. So uh, Peter Morazic, who was their backup that night, regular backup, goes into the game. So the e-bug goes downstairs, gets dressed, and is sitting in the press room watching the game on a television eating popcorn while Peter Morazic is now playing the game for the Carolina Hurricanes. Then a puck comes down into their zone. Morazic decides to go out after it. Huge collision ensues. He's hurt. Now the e-bug, what's going on? They call down there and say, we need the e-bug. He's got to sign a contract. So he has to sign a contract and his, I guess, a liability form. And he gets dressed, gets a couple warm-up shots, and boom, you're in the NHL, just like that. And he's got to face, he's got 27-plus minutes that he's got to shut down one of the most offensively high-powered teams in the NHL, the Toronto Maple Leafs, where he works, by the way. He works for the Maple Leafs minor league team as a Zamboni driver for the Toronto Marlies, who's the AHL affiliate, and he's also one of their practice goalies. So he was at their practice actually yesterday, the day after he got his first NHL win as an e-bug and practicing with the same team. Pretty crazy. All right, so, dude, I, I have about a zillion questions right now. First of all, though, let's establish your credentials. You are or were an e-bug? Before the, yeah, before they made the, the term e-bug and made it mandatory that you had to have a person there, there was always people around in the building that you knew that if you ran into this situation, then there would be people that they would go to and say, can you get dressed? Can you be an emergency backup? There was a time many years ago where the Flyers had their trainer had to get into equipment. There was a kid from Temple that had to get into equipment when he was a pseudo e-bug um, a couple of years ago for the Chicago Blackhawks. And then two years ago, we know what happened with Scott Foster in Chicago facing Winnipeg. But there was what necessitated the change from the NHL 
there was a situation that happened in Florida a couple of years ago in a game where uh, Roberto Luongo got hurt for the Florida Panthers, and then their backup, Al Montoya, got hurt, and they had to put, try to put in their goalie coach in the game. And it was an employee of the team, so it got real dicey. So the NHL decided to adopt the official e-bug system. Um, and since that happened, Flyers for a couple of years had two guys. Now they have one guy who uh, played Division One at Colgate, a guy named Justin Kowalkowski. Um, so he's the official e-bug for the Philadelphia games now. So he's not an e-bug for the Flyers. He's an e-bug for the Flyers and whoever they play that night. So he's there in the press box. I sit next to him every game. And he is got his, his equipment's downstairs ready to go. And he's gotten called to get dressed about six or seven times, I believe. But he's yet to get into a game. Okay. So in, how long have you been covering hockey or following it? Uh, since I was four. I'm 47, so 43 years. Okay. I started playing many, when I was four. How many guys have come out of the stands or come out of the press box to get in the game that you can remember offhand? Is it less than five, more than ten? Like, if you had to guess, in the last 40 years? Um, I would probably say about five to seven. Yeah, that actually played. Uh, the guy, David Ayers, played the most significant because he played 27 minutes. I mean, he played almost a half a game in the NHL. He got the win. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say probably around seven that I recall. Okay. None to that level what, of significance, though. Right, but what happens more often is one goalie gets hurt, the guy goes and gets the equipment on, but then he never gets in because the odds of the second goalie getting hurt are not real good. No, I mean, to get both goalies hurt, no, sometimes a goalie pulls up lame in warm-up, and then that's when the e-bug goes down as well. If a guy gets hurt in warm-up, the starter or whatever, then you got to have that backup. Uh, but, yeah, most often it's it's very rare that both goalies are going to get hurt in a game. So th- that's, the, that's the reward for the e-bug, though. That's the dream. If they both get hurt, and you're not looking for guys to get hurt, but if they both get hurt, now all of a sudden you're in the NHL. You go to your hockey DB page, and you show up as being an NHL player. Now, you don't get the pension or any of that stuff. You only get 500 bucks in a game jersey. Maybe some equipment if they're lucky, but yeah, I mean, it's not, it, and they don't get paid to be there every game. They sit, they get a free pass to sit in the press box and eat. That's, what, that's what I wanted candy. to know. Do those guys, do those guys get paid or no? Only if you get into a game, you sign a contract, you get into a game, you get $500 and you get to keep the jersey. All right. So, so they'll sew your name right on the jersey. <laughs> All right. But this Colgate guy that does the flyers now, right? Mm-hmm. What what the hell is he doing? It like, what he he's just going to the game? Like, is he is he getting? He's not getting paid in any capacity. He just goes to watch the game. Nope, doesn't have to pay for parking. Goes to the game, has a seat in the press box, right next to yours truly, and uh, gets to watch every game for free, which is cool. He doesn't get to bring like his family with him or you know a buddy and have beers while he's watching the game. He sits in the press box and hangs out. It'd be a lot cooler if he did though. I was thinking that like. Now, how were you in, like, where did you play and how were you in e-bug for some games? Well, I've been playing goalie my whole life and, and just from being around the team, I've worked for the Flyers and been doing their broadcast in 2008. So I've been around the team for so long and, you know, I, I do a lot of their charity stuff and I end up on the ice doing charity stuff. Like yesterday they had their big carnival and I was on, on the ice taking shots from kids and, you know, people to raise money for charity, people shooting at me at the Wells Fargo Center on the ice. So. Uh, just from doing it for so long and being around the team for so long, you know, you kind of kind of get involved in this kind of stuff. And 
You always hope that I'll hope that the two goalies get hurt and the e-bug gets hurt, and then I'll get called in now. Oh, are you fourth? Are you the are you the are you the e bug? I'm the assistant <laughs> to the e-bug. <laughs> <laughs> is that that's not why you're sitting there in the stands though right you're you're there no I, I, I work for the games yeah I do the broadcast I do the pre-intermission and post game so I interview players when they come off the ice in between periods and post game and all that oh that's awesome man I didn't realize that all yeah. every home game every home game yeah I've been doing it for 12 years and do you love it yeah I love the game so for me, it's not a big deal. I don't have to prepare for it because I, I I love the game so much. I follow it whether I was doing that or not. So and I've been around it for so long. There's no player there that's been there longer than than I've done it. So I have a good relationship with them. They we all trust you know they trust me that I'm not going to put them in a bad position. And you know Ross, when you're dealing with athletes, sometimes that English isn't their first language. They're very reticent. So yeah, it's 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 an easy gig. It's a fun gig, and, and you know the culture of the sport's great, and the athletes are are great to deal with. Okay, so the next question: Do we love e-bugs? Or I love e-bugs. Something... <laughs> no, I know. Of course you do. But is this the way it should be? Like, let's be honest, okay? You love the NHL. You're a big NHL hockey guy. Like to me, watching the story. First of all. It's the most interested I've been in the NHL in a while, and I freaking love it. Like I love everything about this. But then I also think, and and for like that, and that's the emphasis, right? Is like that is awesome. This guy, forty-two year old Zamboni driver. But then, I, but then my my next reaction was like, wait a minute, how the hell is that possible? Like that yeah. would never happen in any other sport. Like how is that even a thing? Is there something the NHL should do differently? So that this never happens. This was a playoff, you know, this is for the playoff race. Yeah, look, the win, the two points that Carolina got in the game, put them back into the top eight in the Eastern Conference to be a playoff team. And, you know, and he played 27 minutes of the game. Now, a lot of people are calling for reform to the e-bug. I can't believe we're talking about this, but reform to the e-bug <laughs> situation. Uh, but, and the, and the reform they're calling for, and it's a lot of former goaltenders that played in the league. It's some executives, a guy named Brian Burke, who, who uh, works at Sportsnet in Canada now, was a former general manager. Um, the reform that they're calling for is that the e-bug shouldn't be a 42-year-old beer leaguer. It should be some guy that played junior at a pretty decent level, probably not anything over 32 years of age. You know, you're putting a 42-year-old beer league guy out there with NHL guys in live play in a game that meant something. What if that guy got hurt? You know, there's so there are there's some reform that they could consider. Um, I'm not for that reform. I'm 47, so I'm going to keep the dream alive. So uh, look, I love that a 42 year old guy went out there. A 36 year old Scott Foster in Chicago went out and won. He was talking about you know being at his accounting job that day, and he went out and he was stopping shots from Patrick Line and some of the best shooters in the NHL play, playing against the Winnipeg Jets. So. I like the e-bug system just the way it is. I understand why they're calling for it, especially with, you know, so much on the line and two teams that needed to get a win. And the fact that Toronto didn't get a win at home against a Zamboni driver, believe me, I'm sure that's being talked about in that city today, and there's a lot of shame in it. They're calling it rock bottom up there. It's got to be. Hold on a second, though. This guy works for the Toronto Maple Leafs organization. That's his job. Yeah. 
Yep. And, okay. he, and he's a practice so goalie for the Leafs not, as well. How does he not let the Maple Leafs score so that they win? That's his employer. That's I got his that, job. I got, I got that question 700 times on Twitter yesterday. Now, if, if I went into, if I was the e-bug and I went into a game for, say, Carolina against the Flyers, would I let Carolina score? Anybody that's an e-bug no, is certainly competitive. No, would you let the Flyers score? Would you let the Flyers yeah, score? Yeah, so that they would win the game. And the answer is really simple. Hell no. You're in the NHL. You don't want to go out there and look like a donkey. I'm going to go out there and try and stop everything I can. And if you look, if you even considered to be an e-bug, you played at a decent level. So and you're competitive. You don't want to go out there on national TV and look like you can't stop a beach ball from the blue line. You want to impress me. I belong here. Who cares, though? You're not getting another deal from it. You're not like it's not like. So let's say you got in, dude. Okay, you're not getting an NHL deal from it. And you'd be a lot cooler in Philadelphia if you made sure that the Flyers won, wouldn't you? No, I'd have more street cred because I'm stopping them. You know what I'm saying? And, and look, the other part of it is, too, as, as a member of the goalie union, you never let anybody score, ever. It's just it, you don't like pucks in your net. You're never going to let anybody score. I would never Where let— Where did you play? How do you have qualifications to be an e-bug? You don't need a lot of qualifications, Ross. You have to be able to stop a puck at a beer league. That's where I play now. We all end up in beer league. It doesn't matter what level you played. Well, okay, so what is beer league? What does that mean? That's just men's league. Just awesome. Like, you guys have beers during the game or just after? Some have them before. Um, not many during, but always beers after in the locker room. It's grimy, man. Hockey's a really grimy. You'd fit in perfect. we got to get you to one of our I, beer league games. That sounds amazing. I have a uh, – my um, one of my good friends growing up, his dad played beer league hockey in his 60s for sure. For sure. There's like over 45 leagues and stuff like that. Yes. There's all different levels. Yeah. It's great because you're, look, the one thing, and you know this, playing pro sports, the one thing when you retire or you played sports at any decent level growing up or a lot of it is the one thing you miss is the room, the locker room and the camaraderie that you had. That's, That's the most fun part, getting dinged up and hit and hit with pucks or whatever it is. That's not the fun part. It's hanging out with the boys in the room. So, you know, this keeps it alive for guys and you know, there's all different levels. You can play over 45, which is really slow paced or, you know, for a 60 year old guy or you can you can play in some of the higher leagues where you're playing with kids that are just out of college or in the summertime. All the college kids are home and kids that play junior and it's it's and they rip it. It's crazy when you play in like the A league or B league in, in a lot of these beer leagues. All right. So and I'm one of those idiots like that does the, that. <laughs> you but you like you like the e-bug process exactly the way it is it just feels weird to me that the guy can play for either team but i guess you don't want to have to have two e-bugs on standby the way the rosters are you're not going to carry three goalies so it's not like a team's going to bring an emergency goalie so you you have one guy that what's that you can't travel an e-bug you know you're not going to pay for the hotel on the one in like what five thousand chance that he's going to get into a game Right. So it just each home stadium, each home arena has their own e-bug now. And that guy's just there in case disaster happens. Dude, how bad do you want your guy to get in a game? Oh, uh, when he goes down and I'll go up to the press box and I see that he's not sitting there. I'm like, oh, he's not here. Somebody must have got hurt, you know, because he gets a call from the assi- he got a text from the assistant general manager 
and they'll tell him to go downstairs to get his stuff on. And when he's not there, I'm like, oh, man, I'm hoping he gets in. You know, I want him to get one. He's dying to get one. You see guys like, like, look what it did for Scott Foster, the kid in Chicago. And then look what it's doing for David. David Ayers is on Good Morning America. You know what I mean? He's the talk of Canada. He's the, uh, we're talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. It's a great story. Imagine what it does for a guy like that. He's got his moment. All right. So let's talk about other sports for E-Bug. Ah. All right. <laughs> now, what's the one, like if you had to pick a sport where you can see them doing this, what would it be? I mean, the one thing that comes to mind is, is in football is the kicker. Um, but is a guy that you pull out of the stands a better option to be your kicker than an NFL player who may have kicked it somewhere along his career as a football player? You know what I mean? Like, remember Brian Mitchell came in and kicked. Um, there's other guys in the NFL that have come in and kicked. I mean, and it affects the game so much, Ross, because if you don't have any kicker to kick field goals, now you have to go for it on fourth down every time that you're in field goal range. It affects the outcome of the game. But if you had an emergency backup kicker and you can try these guys out, like they have tryouts for e-bugs and they could have tryouts for an emergency backup kicker. You give him a free ticket to the game. He sits in the press box. And if uh, your kicker gets hurt, he goes down, throws on some equipment and he can be your place kicker or your punter or whatever. So I could okay, see but here's, kicker- what I understand. here's what I don't understand. Here's what I understand. Okay. In football, the kicker gets hurt. The punter does it or some linebacker kicks off or whatever. Right. Yeah. In baseball, you don't want to go through your pitchers late in the game. You put Jose Canseco in to throw the ninth inning or whatever, right? Like in hockey, those guys have all been playing hockey their whole life. One of the guys on the team should go in at goalie. Like, what am I missing here? A couple of things. Number one, you're missing the fact that they haven't played goalie. So the positions are so different. Just standing on the skates is different. A, a, a skate that a player wears is arced like this. A goalie skate is flat. So, like, I can't skate on a player skate. I feel like I'm on a rocking chair. Like, I'm looking like this, right? But on a goalie skate, it's flat. It's more like a rollerblade, um, number one. And does that guy have equipment, an equipment that fits him? Is he just going to stuff himself into the other goalie's equipment? What if that goalie's 6'5 and he's 5'11? The length of the pads is going to be. The, the emergency backup has his own equipment that fits him. And the emergency backups have played at a decent level where they can get in there and play the position certainly better than throwing, you know, uh, William Nylander from the Toronto Maple Leafs in that or something like that. So I don't think you can just throw a player in like you can with a kicker in the NFL or a pitcher in baseball. There's an, there's so, an equipment issue there as well, obviously. So let me ask you. Let's say it. let's say we took all the e-bugs that there are. All right. A random 31. sampling of e-bugs, and there were a hundred shots on goal. Okay, what would you guess? How many shots would get in? Where the sh- not all shots are created equal. Um, I know a, a, a random hundred shot sampling of NHL shots. Um, the, uh, the goals against average would probably be somewhere around. Not the goal. The save percentage would be about 750, where for an NHL goalie, it's about 915. Okay, so if it's 750, that means 25 goals get in. Yeah. If it's 915, that means like eight goals get in. Yeah. Okay, so there's a big difference. 
Yeah, but the other thing you have to consider is the team playing in front of you. When you have there's a theory in hockey, like like there is in football, it's the the backup quarterback theory or the backup goalie theory, that when you have a backup in there, everybody else raises the level of their game, which is exactly what Carolina did. They just suffocated the opponent and they didn't get good shots on their goalie, so he was able to make seven saves in the third period of that game. Dude, was the and the game was in Toronto. It was in Toronto. Yeah, because he was the he works for the Leafs. Oh right, right, right. So then all the Carolina guys they hopped on the plane and left right after the game. He didn't even get a chance to really celebrate with them, right? Oh, no, that he went in the room after the game after doing the off ice interview on Hockey Night in Canada, and that's a huge thing up there. Hockey Night in Canada is everything, right? And he does the interview with the towel and the whole thing, and he goes into wait, the room second, and they like showered second. him. Hold on a second. That just so happened to be the Hockey Night in Canada game. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. People in Canada must have been losing their freaking mind. That is like the dream for everybody. They must have been losing their shit. Well, it, they were losing their shit in two ways. One, they, they were booing the shit out of their home team because they weren't scoring on an emergency backup goaltender and losing to a Zamboni driver. But then they were cheering every time he made a save. So they were like a conundrum wrapped in a riddle. They didn't know whether to wind their butt or scratch their ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> So it was it was crazy. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're going bananas up there about it now. And he went in the room and they all showered him with, you know, with water bottles like it was that. And they're going to fly him down to Carolina for Tuesday night for a home game and honor him and make a big deal about it there. So really cool stuff. That is awesome. So, OK, I love your Toronto excitement because you were a pro athlete. <laughs> What's that? I love the excitement you have about it. And you were a pro athlete like you got to wear the helmet. Yeah, I know, but that that's different. You know what I mean? Like, like I I can totally appreciate this and this guy, and like I like I'm so happy for him. So, what I don't understand is why why is there an AHL and an NHL team both for the Toronto to, in in Toronto? That's weird to me. Well, that market can handle it. The 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 Toronto market is a fervent hockey market that can have two teams there and support both teams well. In Philadelphia, there were, both teams were in Philadelphia for a period of time when the Spectrum was still here. And it was the Philadelphia Phantoms, their AHL affiliate, and the Philadelphia Flyers, and they played across a parking lot from each other. And they, this market could support it at that time as well because just like you know, a AAA or AA team in baseball, going to the AHL game like going to a AA baseball game is far cheaper. You get way more access. It's seeing tomorrow's stars today. So they can sell it uh, in Toronto. That's no problem at all. Absolutely no problem. By the way, you'll be proud of me, Jay. Tomorrow night, I am going to the Hershey Bears, AHL. My uh, my wife's family business, second row seats next to the opposing team's penalty box. So I'm going to a hockey game tomorrow night. I'm going to call ahead. But dude, if you guys need an extra e-bug, I they am have here. them for the AHL. Hey, I'll tell you right 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 now. I can't even skate, so I would be a as if they let me wear sneakers, or if they let me wear like some kind of boots, I could just kind of suit up and be big in there. I'd rather, I'd rather be the uh, e buff, emergency backup fighter. I'd rather come in like if they need someone to get in a fight, as long as I don't have to stand on ice, as long as they they can roll a carpet out. And I get to be on the carpet part while the other guy's on the uh, skate. Would I still get smoked, you think? 
Yeah. <laughs> Those guys are insane. They'd be throwing Dude, like jackhammers at you. <laughs> that would be that would be amazing. That dude, everything about this is fascinating. I love e-bug. I love dude. Now I want my new rooting interest is to watch Flyers games and hope five goalies get hurt so that you get in. That's <laughs> that's now that's now what my my dream is. Ross, I bring my equipment to the practices just in case a goalie gets hurt in practice, and they go, "Yo, we need a plug out there and send you out." Have you ever done it? Uh, no, I haven't. But um, I, I didn't used to go to a lot of practices. I go to a lot more now. So the gears in the car, needless to say, my my car smells like hell. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is Nothing amazing. Nothing worse than hockey equipment. Uh, yeah. All right. So it's not very often you get to co-host a show with an e-butt bug. And so we're going to take full advantage of Jason being an e-butt bug and former e-bug. And we're going to dive into it. We got a poll question, which is at RDC Home and Home on Twitter, by the way. He's at Jason Mert, M-Y-R-T. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. And the question is, what other sport would you like to see an e-bug type get into the game? I want to go over with you, Jay, when we get back. This is going to be fun. What positions in what sports do we think the guy would have the best chance of actually looking competent like David Ayers, the 42-year-old beer leaguer? And what sport and what positions could it get real ugly real quick? We'll wrap up the show talking that. And is there a professional athlete that wants to be a non-professional athlete? We'll get to, I'll explain when we come back here. It's home and home at radio.com sports original. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The poll question is, what's the next sport that should have an emergency backup position? And the options we gave were baseball pitcher, football kicker, and soccer goalie. He's Jason Mertidis, at Jason Mert on Twitter. I'm Ross Tucker, at Ross Tucker NFL. The show was home and home. It is a radio.com sports original, 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. Always available, by the way, on demand, and always less than five minutes of commercial time per hour, which is insane. Break time, really, not even really commercial time. 
So this is an interesting question, Jay, because I feel like there's two different questions. What? Maybe three. Here they are. One would be, are we talking about a random person, like a fan, or are we talking about someone with a certain level of competency? Because those are two different things, right? You know, you could have a kicker, emergency kicker there that comes down and puts a helmet and shoulder pads on. And he's, you know, he was a college kicker and he comes to the games. So NFL teams don't have to have their punter kick or Wes Welker or somebody, Brian Mitchell, somebody like that. Uh, in soccer, goalie, same type of thing. What would it be in baseball? Would it be the pitcher or the catcher? Well, it would be the pitcher because you can't expect somebody that, well, you can't expect a guy that isn't playing a pressure not to be a goalie either, yet there was one and, and he won a game. No, It would have to be the pitcher, though, but would anybody that you was an emergency backup be better than, say, your center fielder or your, your shortstop or whatever? That's the question, but yet you couldn't just pull somebody out of the stands uh, to go out there and try and kick a football. It would have to be somebody that was a kicker at some level because if it's an emergency backup that comes in, it still has to give you some semblance of some kind of a chance of success with whatever that emergency player is doing, right? Yeah, so basically, I, I look at it like if we're having if we're having someone if we're if we're equating it to the e-bug, right? I think you could absolutely have a kicker. That a kicker or punter is the most obvious, clear sport position where that could happen, because yeah. it just could. I mean, they don't really have to do very much athletic. They're just kicking a ball, and you could get a guy that was a D1 punter or kicker, and it, it'll look like a kick. It'll look like a punt. Mm -hmm. It just won't be as high or as far, and it won't be as likely to go in. So I think that's comparable. I think soccer goalie, probably similar base basketball. There really isn't one. And, no. and baseball, I guess it would be like the equivalent of a bullpen catcher, right? Like you can have a bullpen yeah. catcher. I almost feel like, I almost feel like you'd have a better chance of getting guys out. If it was the, um, if it, like I went in there as a pitcher, as opposed to like the BP pitcher, the batting practice pitcher, the batting practice pitcher goes in there. You're get, those guys are going to be crushing the ball. If I go up there and the ball's like super slow and that like, I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't know if it would be the bullpen catcher, the bullpen pitcher or both, I guess in terms of what would be more likely that you would need it would be the catcher if your first two catchers got hurt because there's about a million pitchers. Yeah, you have you have a lot of options, and you can use a regular player as a pitcher too, but you're right. The catcher, a regular player could put the catcher's equipment on and play the position, but maybe it makes more sense to be the catcher, and your emergency would probably be your bullpen catcher. But the problem is, and the reason why they went to an e-bug in the NHL is because one team – the Florida Panthers tried to put in their goalie coach, who was a former NHL goalie, a guy named Rob Tallis. And that's where they said, we got to draw the line. We can't do that. 
He's a member of the coaching staff. He can't also play. So that's why they brought the e-bug system into place. The thing that makes it so unique in the NHL is wait, that— Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. They had an issue with bringing it— He was a coach of that team, though, right? And a former NHL goalie. The Flyers had a guy as an e-bug at one point, too, named Jeff Reese, who was the goalie coach and played minor league hockey. Right, but here's my thing. I feel like that's better than putting in our guy, Ayers, that works for the Maple Leafs for the Hurricanes. I'd yeah. rather have it be somebody with the organization, a coach, a front office guy, I, like he's with that team than bringing in some random guy. Well, here's the thing, though. Okay, so it's say it's uh, the, the guy Talis in Florida, but it's the other team's goalie that gets hurt. Now, he is a coach on the Florida Panthers, and now he's the emergency for, say it was the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not okay there, with there, that. That's there's the rub. Because he, he is already under contract, so he can't sign a contract with the opposition to be their emergency. There's okay, the rub. So the, issue wasn't, the issue wasn't him going yeah. in for his own team. It's the issue is if he went in for the other team. Exactly. Because he would be heavily incentivized to let them score. Oh. You said there's not an e-bug on earth. That e-bug would, would, would let goals yeah. in. Yeah, he may, he may throw it for his team who he works for. Now, the guy Ayers, David Ayers, he worked for the Leafs organization as a Zamboni driver for the minor league team in the AHL. He was also the e-bug for the Toronto Marlies. But as it turns out, he gets in a game as a member of the Carolina Hurricanes and goes against the Leafs, who, by the way, he practiced with yesterday. He gave up the first goal in the game. You'll love this, Ross. He gave up in the first game to, no slouch, John Tavares, one of the best players in the league. And it looked like a really bad goal that he gave up. Tavares shot it right along the ice, went under his pad. And they asked him after the game about the goal. He goes, I was stunned. And he said, why? He goes, because he never shoots low in practice. He always shoots high on me. I was stunned that he shot the puck low. And Tavares, being a oh, savvy so guy, he knew that. Really, okay, so he was like, from practice, he knows these guys' tendencies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, look, yeah, almost had an unfair advantage playing against the team that he practices with all the time. So he knows their tendencies. Where, and don't, and every goalie knows everybody's tendencies. Where are the Maple Leafs in the standings? They're in the third spot. They're hanging on to a playoff spot by a hair right now. They, they are one point up in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Two points up, sorry. Third well, spot wait, in the I thought Atlantic. you said the Hurricanes just got the last spot. No, well, the Hurricanes moved into a wild card spot with the win. The two points they got got them to 74 points. They're now wild card number two. So for right now, at least, that was like a swing game on some level for the Maple Leafs and the Hurricanes. There's 20 games left in the season, and those two teams are fighting tooth and nail. There's eight teams are going to make it in the Eastern Conference, and it looks like there's about five teams fighting for three spots. Okay, let's now talk random guys. For people that are not e-butt bugs, right? Like random dudes. What sport do you think they could go in and it would take us the longest to notice? Hmm. And what's the opposite of that? Um, I'm trying to think of a sport. Well, what about NASCAR? <laughs> is that a sport or is that uh, a competition? 
Could you jump in a NASCAR? I don't know. I think somebody might be able to. I mean, they'd be last, but I think that they could. I've I've driven a NASCAR. Yeah, and, and you I've would love to take it, that turn, right? And I've driven it 140 miles an hour. So I feel like a regular person, they'd be in last place, but they could at least follow the other cars around. Like, I, I don't I don't think that that would be the, oh, you're saying which one would you would you would um, notice Maybe not the least. Noticed. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. After yeah, Ryan yeah, Newman, yeah, that's, I'm not getting in one, but yeah. That that would be one. I mean, obviously a kicker or a punter until they kick or punt. You know what I mean? Um, I saw people say NBA, uh, which is possible. They'd probably go right at the NBA. I'm talking about the least, like you would know right away. You oh, go yeah, right yeah. at that guy in the NBA. How about a cornerback in the NFL? How about a they running right back? Dude, yeah. how about a running back? Do you ever see like when the punter or the kicker try to run with the ball, how slow and unathletic they look? And by the way, those guys are usually pretty decent athletes. If yeah. you took a normal guy out there, it would be it would be like watching a slow motion car wreck and like these guys running slow and then all of a sudden and he would get blown to bits. It would be actually highly entertaining. It'd be very <laughs> bad for that guy. I hope he signed a waiver before he became the Eberb or whatever to be the running <laughs> he back. Bug in there. <laughs> oh man, that'd be bad. Yeah, I think um you know what? I think you could play soccer for a while before anybody would notice. They just kind of like jog around out there and the ball might not even come into your zone or area for a while. And even if it does, you, you know, you might not get exposed that much. But maybe if you had a guy that was like a former D1 collegiate player or m maybe you could mask it a little bit there too. But, I mean, when you're talking about these athletes at the highest level, there's so, – I mean, like we all played with kids growing up that were really good athletes in our hometown. But then there's that 1% of 1% that are at that level to play – to be the elite players in the world. And it just looks so different. It's – I mean, there's no individual sport where you could hide like tennis or golf or anything like that. That wouldn't work. So I, the team sport, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if you could hide it. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 830 to 1030 a.m. exclusively on the Radio.com app or at Radio.com slash home. Home and home. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.